This is a Rooster Teeth production. Warning, this episode contains subject matter that may be considered graphic. Listeners be advised. Savannah, Georgia is regarded as one of the most haunted cities in America. How did this quaint southern town earn that reputation? Find out on 30 Morbid Minutes. This is the podcast where we cover topics of a morbid, macabre, dark, and downright grisly nature. I'm Elise Wilms. And I'm Jessica Vasami. And we were going to cover the Mandela Effect this episode, but we're pivoting and doing something a little bit different because Elise just got back from Savannah, Georgia, and got to do some really spooky stuff, and you know I want to know about it. (laughs) Yeah, this episode's going to feel a little bit different than what we usually do, and I hope people still enjoy it because I went there knowing the reputation, but not really expecting to get what I got. See, and and just so everybody knows, she has not told me anything about this, and I am dying to hear what she's gone through. So I know nothing. Jess, Uh, you are not the only thing dying in Savannah. (laughs) Let me tell you. (laughs) I I can't wait. I I know that Savannah is a very, very um, haunted place for a plethora of reasons. Literally everybody in my life and my mom and their brother, sister's entire family have told me to go to Savannah because of just the person I am because I love this type of stuff. Um, and yet I have not been. Do you know other people that have been? Yes. My sister, when she actually got engaged in Savannah and, uh, before she got engaged, they, they went for like a long weekend and they did all the things they went to, they did as many ghost tours as they could because my sister also loves, um, ghosts and the paranormal and all of that. So she loved it. And she was texting me the entire time, sending me videos the entire time and just saying, Jess, you have to go. And I really, really do need to go one of these days. So I can't wait. Maybe bachelorette party <laughs> yes. in, in the hearse together. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's all go on some ghost hunts and just that. What a great bet. That would be pretty fitting. I'm sure like lots of engagements happen there. There were all kinds of bachelorette parties and weddings and other special milestone trips and things like that happening there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go one day, but the big questions here is like, yeah, why do people flock to Savannah for all of the scary stuff. Like why specifically this place as it's regarded as one of the most haunted cities in the U S it's technically a necropolis, which we've mentioned in some of our episodes before when we talk about Egypt, which is a city that is also a, a burial site. And one of the fascinating things that gets pushed in a lot of the Savannah lore is that you'll be walking down a street maybe with the potential that there's a bunch of bodies underneath the street you're walking on. Um, yes. I read, yeah. I read about that. And specifically like the Colonial Park Cemetery, that there was like an estimated 12,000 people buried there, although there's only like 700 gravestones left because many of the graves were paved over to like build what is now Abercorn Street. Yes. Which is crazy. Because they that was along the border of the cemetery and so they just paved that all over. And yeah, you're right. You only see like a handful of gravestones, but there are bodies overflowing, not overflowing into the streets. They're not on the streets, but they're under the streets. Yeah, I'd be pissed too if I was a ghost paving over my grave. Yeah. (laughs) Come on now. Yes, I could totally see why people would come back to haunt the place. I spend a lot of time at Colonial Cemetery, actually. And as you're walking on the streets around it, you see that kind of some of the stones are like bulging up. And I did do a ghost tour 
And the tour guide was great. And at one point during the tour, as we were walking over, these stones said, oh, these are being uprooted because of the coffins beneath that are starting to get pushed up, which I would have just probably chalked it up to tree roots had she not said that. And are these are these coffins from like, I know that the Colonial Park Cemetery was established in like the 1750s. Are these coffins from back, literally back then or just- yes. Okay, okay. Because the last burial was in 1853 there. Copy. And so they, just ever the producer, copy. I'm sorry. Oh, I did. <laughs> I, I just said copy. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I geez. love it. Okay. Yeah, so they haven't buried anyone there for over 100, or 175 years now at this point. Okay. And so all the tombstones are incredibly worn down. Um, it's the oldest cemetery in Savannah that's still intact. Wow. has all these Southern live oak trees. It's really beautiful. I learned about Spanish moss while I was in Savannah, which is that kind of like green moss you see hanging off Mm -hmm. all the trees Mm -hmm. that gives it this really like charming look. And something else I also learned about the cemetery was it was a dueling ground. Ooh. Yeah. Explain that. What do you like? So like 17th century, 18th century, just, you know, men who had some dispute, they would come to this grassy area there and- do a duel, like a Hamilton kind of duel. Love it. Okay. The kind of wild thing, Jess, is have you been to New Orleans? No. Yet another place that my sister screams at me about because (laughs) she's been there and that everybody screams at me about. So like, I really need to, I don't know why I'm avoiding the South. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean, I live in the South, but like the antebellum, the the, the other South areas. That's, that's like, yeah, I mean, that is a big part of the history there that, you know, obviously the Civil War, the Revolutionary War yes. are a big part of of Savannah yes. and the legacy. The, the Siege of Savannah was mm-hmm. uh, happened there in 1779 in the Revolutionary War. And yeah. obviously it is a, a city that was impacted by segregation, by slavery. Mm-hmm. And that does come into play a lot because there are entire cemeteries where they were devoted to slaves. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were two black burial sites in Savannah, actually, one at Habersham and South Taylor, and then one at Abercorn and East Gordon. Mm-hmm. And then that was, for a time, the only place that black people could legally be buried. And But then, you know, of course, the city, and because of racism, like they stopped keeping track of these graves, the locations of the graves got lost, and then eventually they paved over these burial sites and turned them into town squares. And to add insult to injury, they renamed them after two slavery supporters. Was this Calhoun and Whitfield? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And like they were both like slave owners or supported succession. And but but actually the day this episode comes out, there is a closing of a nomination for, there there there's an open nomination happening right now in Savannah to rename one of the squares the Calhoun Square. And so I'll be curious to see what comes of that. Mhm. Yeah, that's very disrespectful, Jesus. Yeah, but we were talking before about I asked you if you'd been to New Orleans. No, and I I know all I know a lot about the hauntings there and this sounds very silly, but I also Watch the spinoff show from the Vampire Diaries called The Originals, which takes place in New Orleans. And so I. That's not silly. (laughs) It's just a guilty (laughs) pleasure show for me. Um, But I need to go. Yes. I think you should be do with me. Okay. (laughs) Perfect. My. Okay. Death 
is kind of like an open conversation and aspect of life there. And that was sort of the similar feeling I got in Savannah where there's no masking. We we tend to do a thing in society where we put death off to the side. We say, okay, this is this area is going to be devoted here. We're not going to talk about it otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in Savannah, like there is a cemetery right next to a playground. There's a basketball court bordering the cemetery. Wow. There's a coffee shop with the scenery of a cemetery. I yes. Mean, I don't know if there is. Is there? I'm sure. <laughs> oh, no. Like it's just, it's just, you know, and of course the body is being unburied under streets and it's, it's a, you know, a whole, whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that other cemetery we mentioned, Colonial Park Cemetery, it has a bunch of yellow fever victims buried there. Yes. I was reading about that. Yeah. What did you read? Just that yellow fever is torn through the city after that. Oh, yeah. And Just, people I know like, a big thing. I bet you saw like shadowy figures in, in upper windows because yes. victims were quarantined to Cor- the top yep. floors of their homes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, for a lot of these like yellow fever victims, they would just be putting people in these mass graves. They would, you know, go back to add someone to a tomb, a family tomb in the cemetery. And legend goes, they would find scratch marks on the doors because people were left in there too soon. Jeez. Oh, yeah. that's, that, that gave me chills. And uh, another thing that came up on my ghost tour, which was with Gentile and Bard, which was great, um, they used the bell and pulley system in the cemetery for a time, okay. just in case people got buried alive, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> which we've yeah. talked about on the which show we've before. Definitely covered. Yep. But no reports of it ever having to be used. Okay, good. <laughs> and Jess, there are so many ghost tours in Savannah, in the historic district and areas. Like you're walking down the street at night and you just see a bunch of people walking in these groups through all these squares and cemeteries and you see big buses going by. That's so like interesting and scary, not scary on its own, but the fact that like late at night is like when everybody starts to come out in groups and they're going to all these cemeteries and haunted places. <laughs> yes, yes. And there's even, there's this one company that does a, uh, they have converted hearses that you can ride around in. That's really do clever. these tours, which is pretty cool. That's clever. Did you go to um, the Hamilton Turner Inn? So I did go by there and that is on Lafayette Square. And uh, yeah, it, it definitely has a creepy vibe. What do you know about it? I don't know that there's just more hauntings there. And um, it was one of the first houses in Savannah to be wired with electricity. So I'm sure that like, I don't know, because I know how sometimes paranormal and ghosts can also speak through electricity. I, didn't, I don't know. This is oh, weird. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's the house from Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. The yes. book that got adapted into a movie. Oh, it's also rumored to be the early inspiration for Disney's Haunted Mansion. Ooh, did yeah. I know that? That's Which, fun. Seeing it, it makes sense. It visually looks a lot like the Haunted Mansion. Okay. And just um, just to bring up that book again, yeah, The Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, That that's one of the books that really like put Savannah on the kind of like the spooky national map. Oh. Um, even though even though people have been like reporting and and talking about sightings and ghosts and everything long before then that book just kind of like for sure I was in a bookstore where the person in front of me was literally buying a copy of Midnight in the Garden (laughs) like they they definitely promoted a lot in Savannah it's a big talking point Mm -hmm. the statue that you see in the poster and imagery was in one of the cemeteries there and I think they had to move it because people were being too like aggressive with it okay wow but the uh the Hamilton Turner Inn there it is definitely creepy and has 
one notable story that I learned about, which came from the, I believe it's the second owner or the, yeah, the second owner, I believe mm-hmm. who moved in in 1915, this Dr. Francis Turner brought his family there and used the basement for his practices. Savannah has a lot of houses that have almost these raised basements that I think were also used as servants quarters, slaves quarters. Mm -hmm. And he was rumored to have been doing autopsies down there and stuff, but they also would have all these big parties. And the story that we learned was that there were, I think they had three children that uh, they weren't allowed to the party because the party was only for grownups. So the kids are playing upstairs and they noticed that there are like cookies or snacks and stuff in the party room. So they take these billiard balls and they start quote unquote, accidentally rolling the billiard balls down the stairs. So they roll into the party and then, oops, they can go and retrieve them and get a cookie and see what's going on. And so, you know, it happens. Their kids are doing this. And then one of like the littlest of the girls, she rolled the ball down, but then also fell to her death. Yeah. And so... There's they that that is now an inn, the Hamilton Turner Inn, uh-huh. and guests say reportedly that you can hear the billiard balls rolling through the halls sometimes. I hear that the also the kids are very present there as well, like children laughing, like mainly them. Yes, from from what I've been reading, it's just children laughing and stuff. So yes. <laughs> Oh, that's, like, why that's are these the scariest. <laughs> I feel like that's the scariest of like, yes. hearing children laugh is like, and I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That one, that one was definitely one of the more obviously like sad and, and harsh stories to hear. Yeah. But then also there was another story that uh, had a lot of interesting and spooky layers to it about Wright Square, AKA the Hanging Square which we can talk about a little bit more after a word from our sponsors. Jess, I am so excited for summer. I'm going to do little trips here and there, maybe somewhere international. Are you going anywhere special, Elise? I've always wanted to go to Spain, so I'm learning Spanish in advance with Babbel. Oh, lay, Jessica. ¿Cómo <laughs> <laughs> estás? Uh, estoy muy bien. <laughs> ah, sí, sí. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but like, I like to be prepared when I go somewhere new. Oh, I like to be prepared. Uh, I There have been many trips where I have not been prepared, and it was awful. But Mm -hmm. Babbel is my go-to travel hack for any trip abroad. 100%. Communication is key when you're experiencing a new culture, being able to talk with the locals, learn information if you need it. And that's where Babbel comes in. Babbel has addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons. So there's still time to learn before you leave for your trip. Verdad. (laughs) Jessica. Uh, Babbel's lessons are only 10 minutes long, too, so you can start having real conversations in as little as three weeks. And you can choose from 14 different languages. Plus, Babbel has speech recognition technology that helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. So flippin' cool. And there are so many different ways to learn with Babbel. You can take the lessons, but you can also access podcasts, games, videos, stories, even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. I've taken Babbel just to brush up on my French because I am from Canada and we grew up learning French. But then, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. And it's a really nice skill and quality to have. 
Absolutely. And right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babble.com slash 30mm. That's babble.com slash 30mm for up to 55% off your subscription. Babble, language for life. 30 Morbid Minutes is sponsored by BetterHelp. Jessica, I know that you are a giver and you take on a lot of stuff for yourself and you take on too much stuff for other people. Yes, right back at you, <laughs> you especially <laughs> recently, Elise. We um, are both guilty of it. Yeah, d- definitely. Um, and then we do it to each other where we're like, I'll take this on for you. I'll take this yeah, on for you. So, and it's just a giving fight. It's so bad. Um, yes, I'm trying to be a lot better about that. And and thankfully, um, therapy has actually been something that has helped me with kind of like putting down my boundaries and and making sure that I kind of come first before I put a bunch of other people before my knees because then I end up drowning. Yes. Yeah. You can feel like stretched thin and burnt out and having those healthy boundaries takes some reflecting and therapy can help you do that. Yeah. So therapy has helped me a lot. Like I've actually gone to my therapist and said, you know, I'm struggling at work or in my family or relationships life where I feel like I'm constantly getting drained by the people around me. Um, and she has helped me just say no. And that's okay to say no. So it's been yes. very, very helpful in my life. <laughs> yeah. And if you are thinking of starting to say no, <laughs> and if you are thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and to fit in with your schedule. All you need to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and they will match you with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge, which is great. So find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com 30MM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 30MM. back to the show. So yeah, I was just about to mention what I learned about Right Square, aka the Hanging Square. And Jess, you know some other people that have had experiences in Savannah, right? I know. I was just thinking about during our break that a coworker of ours went to Savannah. He's also a skeptic as well, doesn't really believe in this stuff and said, he. I don't remember the place he actually went to, but, um, at, and he's been on a few ghost tours working with um, another one of our shows, Red Web. And um, Haunter, something that we've worked on here at Rooster Teeth, and he said that this certain location that he went to in Savannah said that he he just felt a a presence and like a pressure. And as soon as he left, all of a sudden it was gone. And he said it just made him feel very, very uneasy and uncomfortable. Um, And it's just, for me, that's so interesting hearing that type of feedback from people that are skeptics because they're Mm -hmm. not going in there looking for anything because they don't believe in it. Yeah, they're not conditioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Whereas I could go in there and be like, I'm waiting. But the interesting thing is, is because maybe I do believe in it and I'm looking for it. I've never really had a straight, direct experience like that. But I'm also, I've also been very vocal in the way that I'm like, if you ever do come to me, don't scare the shit out of me. Like, do not <laughs> like tap me on the shoulder. Do not whisper things in my ear. Do not, do not scare me, which is like, that's going to scare you. <laughs> I feel like if there's any way that they're going to communicate with you, it's going to be scary as shit. So maybe they're just being respectful. <laughs> yes. Respectful ghosts. Cause they know, cause they, they're like, okay, she believes we don't yeah. need to, to- we don't need to fuck with her. Sure. Okay, great. That, Our tour guy <laughs> said that apparently they've had 13 people pass out during tours. And 
I don't know that, that if that's maybe more of a, oh, they've been walking around Savannah drinking all day and now True. they're tired or more they've scared themselves to faint. True. And I also want to know out of those 13 people on this specific tour, is this for the Right Square tour you're talking about? Yes, this is, yeah. I did one tour and it was with this company, Gentile and Bard, who were great. And I w- went with them to Right Square. Okay. Yeah. So some part of me just wonders, like, are these people that are just so such believers that they've kind of like put this on themselves in a way, or like, I would love to hear this from somebody that doesn't believe and is a skeptic. That's when it gets a little bit more creepy in my opinion of like someone that's like, I don't believe in this shit. Why is this happening to me? Yes. Yeah. It's, and who can't explain why they're experiencing that feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, you know me, I'm not a pure believer, Mm -hmm. but I didn't I didn't have any big experiences during this where I was like, oh, it just got cold all of a sudden or oh, I had this feeling of something sinister, but I really enjoyed it. And it, you definitely get creepy vibes looking at all these places and mm-hmm. the hanging square. If you can put yourself back into the, the, the time period and imagine what it was like there comes off so creepy. One of the big events that is notable there was there was this young woman, Alice Riley, who was an Irish immigrant that came to Georgia in 1773. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously poor. She's basically working as an indentured servant and she gets a job uh, caring for this older man, William Wise, who's a cattle farmer. Mm-hmm. And she and this other guy, Richard White, and apparently they also were lovers or whatever. And they're getting tired of working for this William Wise. They don't like this. They're sponge bathing him and spoon feeding him. And apparently he's also made some inappropriate gestures toward Alice. And so they allegedly murder him. They, mm-hmm. And he, William's found he's been uh, choked. His head has been plunged into a bucket of water. He's been drowned. Mm-hmm. And this is considered the first murder in the colony of Savannah. Wow. And so, yeah. And so if you go to this right square... There's a square within the square that has kind of this circle with an X through it, which is where they had the gallows okay. there. And then if you uh, caddy corner to the square is a CVS. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Stay with me. Okay. <laughs> the CVS is where they had the jail. But we say jail and what it really amounted to was a tent with stocks. So the people that were going to be hanged in the square, they would go there and be put in the stocks or locked up there. And so Alice Riley was taken there. Richard White was was taken there. And um, they didn't hang Alice Riley when they intended to because they discovered that she was pregnant. Yep. So she, they waited until she, the baby was born, apparently, to then hang her after. But the big two things out of this are that uh, that locals coming. claim they well they claim that Alice kind of like wanders this square, and she is crying and she's looking for her baby and you just see a woman in black who's asking people, "Have you seen my baby? Have you seen my baby?" And the other thing is that that CVS is haunted as fuck. <laughs> you know? Wait, wait, are you saying that it's haunted as fuck? Well, so the people? locals say. Uh, apparently, okay. Apparently, the basement is haunted. Okay, but also. Didn't the baby belong to Mr. Weiss? Did it? I think so. And that I think that like he had raped her a lot. Oh. Um, so didn't get that part on the tour. Glad he said. Well, they probably <laughs> maybe not. But yeah, I mean, regardless, it was her baby. And I can totally understand and and yeah. And 
her wanting to, yeah, search for her baby. So wait, hold on. So they hung her after the baby was born. Yes. So okay. the story goes. Okay. Okay. And so, and then I don't think anybody knows what happened to that baby either. Uh, maybe working at CVS. Yeah, maybe. I think. I think. I think from the research that I see right now is that they left the newborn baby as an orphan, um, and that okay. her body was left hanging from the gallows for like three days. Um, yeah. Wow. So okay, interesting. Love that. I'm going to go to that CVS. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm going to go in there at night, sneak in. What, do, I, man, I went in some trying, Yeah, I went in trying to buy a stamp. <laughs> <laughs> Just one stamp. All I needed was one stamp. And they said, no, you got to buy the book. And I said, I don't, I have lots of stamps at home. Thank you very much. I'm looking for a baby. Please <laughs> leave me alone. Wow. Yeah, I think I heard some crying next to the Monster Energy drinks. Could have, could have been. Like, I love that you could just like, yeah, walk into a, a CVS, a Target, and be like, "Hey, there's a crying woman there. That's a ghost in that corner. Yeah. There's a like, wow, just yeah, what an experience." This next one is going to appeal to you on a personal level, Jessica Sami, because I'm pretty sure it's adjacent to a sleep paralysis demon. Ah, perfect. Yeah, and that is the Boo Hag, which is this like evil spirit that kind of like came out of voodoo. Um, you know, we talked on the podcast about Haitian zombies, which also came up on my ghost tour. Yeah. But this is a, uh, a boo hag that at night legend goes, it picks up your skin and then hangs it up in your closet while you sleep. <laughs> okay. Is this only prevalent to Savannah specifically? Cause when we did do our sleep paralysis episode, we definitely went through like different cultures and what they were called. And one of them was, I don't remember the word that the name hag was. The, yeah. It, the, the hag is, is one of them for sure. Okay, and, and this okay. is also, this is um more, this goes across the South. I think this is a thing in South Carolina and other Copy. places okay. too. Yeah. Yeah. So this whole boo hag concept stems from Gullah folklore. And these were African-American slaves that then kind of took on some of this um, voodoo practice. And they would sort of, preach the fear of the boo hag and they would kind of go to people's homes and say, you know, the boo, the boo hag's going to get you. You need to protect yourself against the boo hag. And here's ways that you can protect yourself. And one of the ways they marketed that to people was they made this paint and the paint was called haint blue paint. And it was made out of like cemetery dirt, indigo, some sometimes like sacrificed animal bones. Oh, wow. And uh, what they would say is, you know, you got to, um, to keep the boo hag away, you have to paint your ceiling blue. Like if you have a porch, paint the porch ceiling blue. And there are houses in Savannah where you're walking down the street and you can see the porch ceiling is like a very light, faint baby blue. To this day, as in like not older uh, places, but even modern places? No, still? I would say these are more Victorian homes. Victor- okay, okay. And I'm sure they also preserve it as a just fun cultural mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I don't, I mean, maybe people still do this in the South as just kind of a ritual uh-huh. thing. Yeah. But I thought that was really cool and interesting. Yeah. No, that is. And I'm just like, I'm looking more into like a boo hag and an evil spirit that came out of a voodoo doll that hangs on your back. Legend goes it that if you have a boo hag at night, it picks your skin and yeah, hangs up, hangs it up in your closet while you sleep. Love it. Yeah, and and I think you can do things like you can pour salt to try to 
prevent the boo hag from getting you. <laughs> it's is the whole thing. I see this as like um yeah, like a witch-like creature with um kind of like a humpback, like just really nasty, but it's always like in a crouching position. Mm-hmm. Just like picking the skin <laughs> off you. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. It's what's just going uh, through my mind right now. It's um, like yeah, it's almost like a chimp that's like picking mm-hmm. through another chimp's fur for mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent it. Yeah. That's so fascinating that you still saw the blue on the on the ceilings. Yeah, very cool cool to see in person. And these are places that when you and I go to Savannah, we will go and we will see together. Um, but <sighs> the time has come, Jess. You and I are leaving Savannah. Oh God. We're at the airport. Okay. And we uh we're about to, we take off our our plane is in the air and then we look down at the tarmac on uh, runway ten and we see like this little strange pair of kind of concrete rectangles and we think oh what what are the, what are those those are graves <laughs> what <laughs> those are tombstones on the airport tarmac I can't believe that. Literally everywhere you go in this damn city, there's <laughs> graves, ghosts, dead yeah. people, just. True necropolis. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they are the graves of these these concrete rectangles mark the burial place of Richard and Catherine Dotson. They were farmers that them and some other members of their family were buried there at the airport. But then they expanded the airport and to move a body to, to reinter it, you have to had the family's permission and the family said, no, not moving them. Yeah. So could just kind of off the runway more in the grass. There, there are some other tombstones that are their family members, but then Richard and Catherine, like, look at the photos. It's, it's, I'm looking at them right now. It's just so strange. It's, it's It's, so weird to see. Yeah. It's, I see these two like little grays in the, in the grass and then an airplane (laughs) on the tarmac right behind it. And then it's just, it's just bonkers to me. The amount of, yeah. Graves and, and like it's just so ubiquitous. Yes. It's and and I think people they they talk about death there and they probably think about it in a different way because it's just been so part and parcel to their lives. Absolutely. And I mean, I know everywhere has history and you know, but I know, yeah, just the Civil War, so much. I guess it's just been like, yeah, the yellow fever, diseases just in general. Yeah, and just slavery being uh, uh, what it was there. And Savannah has this distinction of on paper, not having um, slavery was, was banned for, I think 13 years again, on paper, Mm -hmm. people were still illegally owning slaves during that time. And of course people very openly before and after that owned slaves in Savannah. Mm -hmm. So like Mm -hmm. there are also a lot of horrific stories uh, about the treatment of black people and African-Americans and, mm-hmm. and slaves and Africans and what, like there was one story that we read on our tour about a, um, there was a, a, a man who he was, he was half black, I believe, but mm-hmm. was basically like not, uh, pre- like presenting as, as white and mm-hmm. nobody really knew about his lineage and he owned slaves and uh, one of his slaves was brutally murdered in the back house where she lived. Like there's, I mean, I'm sh- there are hundreds and hundreds of stories, I think, you know, in that ilk. Yeah. Because of that history and being part of the antebellum South. It's awful. I can understand why there might be some uh, anger coming up from the grave. Just, yeah. you know, what the hell? 
hundred percent. And I, yeah, I definitely think we should, we got some point we have to do our 30 morbid minutes tour of haunted America. We really should create like video content of us just going to these places. Um, and not even just like leaning into the, um, like the haunted, I mean, all obviously going to Savannah and, and getting down, uh, with like more of the haunted side of things is, is fascinating and fun, but just in general, 30 more minutes, we should go and just explore some awesome historical places and yes, pick up well, the morbidity of it all. And I bet there are cool places in Austin for you to check out. And I know there, there are, are ones in LA. There's there's definitely a few here for sure that we could look at. And I know like even though I know we were working on a project last year where we had to look at some places if if we wanted to go there and actually like do a little haunted tour. But yeah, this was great. We'll get there. Yeah. If you if you want to go check out anywhere haunted and then come tell me about it, I, I'd love to hear it. You've been in New Orleans too, right? I have, but I would go definitely go again. Okay. And it again, it feels like Savannah where it feels like death is just kind of a part of the discussion of life here. And there's totally. something that feels very unique and almost anti-morbid in a sense, in a way where because they're desensitizing uh-huh. that reaction to it. So yeah. Really, really interesting. When you step foot in Savannah, do, do you feel an overall just like it's not it's not glim or anything. It's just because I hear Savannah's beautiful i've seen pictures it looks beautiful but it's is there like a an overall just like ah like a heaviness because there is so much death around or is it no this is a beautiful sparkling beautiful place i think it's kind of the opposite i feel almost like they incorporate a lot of the the aspects of death into just the day to day and so it just feels like it's embedded in it it and there's charming Savannah and, oh, there happens to be a memorial right there. And, oh, there's a uh, indigenous person who is buried right over. Like, you know, it's just it's but there's a respect to it, too, it feels like. That's great. That's good. That's really good to know. Yeah, I'm going to go one of these days. And if I do go, I'll, I'll let you know. And I'll you show up. Me. You will. <laughs> You'll show up and and keep me safe. <laughs> keep me safe and warm <laughs> as we go. You know, and I, I went to I went to a ghost tour in Edinburgh, in, in uh, Scotland, and uh, we went into some like caves underneath the grounds of Edinburgh, and like I was like, I'm gonna definitely feel something here. Nothing, you know. Nothing. Although nothing. our tour guide was like same situation where there's a couple people that have vomited. Oh, um, there's nothing gruesome at all being seen. At there, it's just it's they felt they were o- overwhelmed by something. Yeah, I guess I think- and. For some people too, that if you are a believer and you're getting scared, you work it up in your mind mm-hmm, that there's something mm-hmm. happening that there isn't. That's why I want to bring a bunch of skeptics. You know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to host a convention or some sort of meetup <laughs> of just all the skeptics. We're going on all the ghost tours, and I'm going to do a test. I'm going to be there with the notebook, looking at you, analyzing all of you. Well, we should <laughs> we should we should make a reality show. Where it's it's you and then a group of ten people, a mix of skeptics and believers. Yeah, and but you don't know who's the skeptic and who's a believer. <laughs> I'd love that. I really would. But watching like nothing happens to me, I'm just like, man, nah, no one wants to hang with me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good because then I go back and say, don't don't touch me. I go, um, do not like that one episode of Haunter, just a show. Rooster Teeth uh, has done. There was we had a weird encounter. It was a ghost hunting show, and uh, one of our cast members was affected in a strange way, kind of like physically affected. His back was scratched with like three scratch marks. Oh. Super weird. Nobody, 
nobody really understood what it was. We had to like stop production for a minute and I was on the production side of things. So nothing ever, we, we weren't doing anything. We were just letting them, you know, we weren't planting anything. And a lot mm-hmm. of the episodes came out with like, this place is not haunted because again, we weren't setting up like fake hauntings or anything. But in that case, um, I think our castmates were taunting these ghosts a little bit. They were kind of talking shit to them in a weird way. And something happened. We stopped production. And I went out to, this was at a sawmill in Louisiana. We went out, I, I went out by myself because no one would go with me because I thought I was insane, which I know I am very much accept that. Where I went and apologized to the ghost because I was like, I do not want any part of this. Like, I believe in <laughs> you. I know you're real. And you seem pissed right now. Please be nice to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Jess. <laughs> I, I know. I, there's something wrong with me. I know. You're going to let these ghosts walk all over you. I know. I, you're right. Next time I need to stand up for myself. Yes. Yes. Stand up for yourself. I. This is like me where I don't apologize. James apologizes to our Google home all the time. Does he? I'm, really? I'm, yeah, I'm not polite with her. <laughs> that, what does he say to her when he apologizes? He Why thanks, is he saying he sorry? He thanks her. He thanks her for turning on the lights and stuff. And I'm like, he says, he says, please. And things like that. And I'm like, no, when the robots uprise, I want to make it clear that Elise Are you jealous? was opposed. Elise? No, no, I'm not jealous. No, I'm not jealous. Okay. <laughs> no, but I, I hear what you're saying. When the robots come, because eventually they will, which man, should we do an episode on AI soon? Oh, we need to. Yeah. Oh man. We need to. Maybe that, maybe we'll get AI to write that episode. <laughs> Let's do it. You know, South Park has been having Chad GBT. Yeah, maybe we'll do an episode about AI taking over and we'll ask AI to to write the script. I might do that right after this. I'm going to be like, hey, write me a a 30-minute episode on how (laughs) AI is taking over the world right now. I'll send it to you. And make it morbid. And make it morbid. Yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun for next season. (laughs) Yeah. This is the last episode of this season. It is. Yeah, we'll be back in three weeks. Yeah, we're doing. I know that we told you guys last time that we were going to do the uh, Mandela effect. And we still are. That'll be next season for sure. First up, by the way. Yes. Well, not maybe the AI prefer their episode goes first. Yeah. I mean, if we can get that written in the next 10 minutes after this episode, (laughs) (laughs) then yes. Cool. Well, this is great. It sounds like you had a really great time. Uh, I did. And uh, now I have a trip to look forward to with you, Elise. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. We're going to be in that hearse, popping bubbly. I can't wait. (laughs) Tearing it up. Dead people in the back. Cool. Ride or die. Ride or die. Well, until next season, Elise, uh, bad bye. Bad bye, Jessica. (laughs) 